0: We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Did you see this uh, Phil Mickelson story? It's crazy. Reports say that he, in a book, that he bet more than a billion dollars on football, basketball, and baseball over the last 30 years. And even allegedly tried to place a $400,000 wager on Team USA in the 2012 Ryder Cup and he was a participant and this book is coming out uh, by the, remember him pro gambler Billy Walters so it's uh, Gambler, the secret from a life of risk and they were first reported today by uh, the Fire Pit Collective and It's a detailed look at Mickelson's sports gambling and his relationship with Walters, a Vegas guy who's one of the best betters ever, according to most. Uh, Anyway, so betting records and two sources that were impeccable. Walters wrote that from 2010 to 2014, Mickelson made over 850 bets of 220 grand, over 1115 bets of 110 grand. And he thinks that Mickelson suffered losses of at least hundred million while betting more than a billion over thirty years. Walters wrote, "The only other person I know who surpassed that kind of volume is me." In the book, Mickelson called Walters from Medina during the Ryder Cup and asked him to place a four hundred grand wager for him on the U.S. to win. Walter said he told Mickelson, have you lost your Pharrell in mind? Don't you remember what happened to Pete Rose? You're seen as the modern day Arnold Palmer. You'd risk it all for this. I want no part of it. And then he said that he didn't know if Mickelson placed the bet somewhere else. They lost the Ryder Cup to the Euros by one point. He would have lost the bet. ESPN reached out to Mickelson for comment. And obviously there's none. Everybody knows that he bets. And it's been in the public forever. In 2015, court documents in a money laundering case revealed that nearly three million was transferred from Mickelson to someone else, an intermediary of an illegal gambling operation. In 2021, the Detroit News said that Mickelson had been linked in court documents to a mob bookie in a 2007 trial he wasn't charged in either case but the gambling stories have come up throughout his golf career he's made more than like well more than 96 million in on-course earnings he's won six majors he signed a live deal worth 200 million dollars this stuff makes him sound like a freak in june of 22 he told si that his gambling became quote reckless Embarrassing and an addiction, end quote. A couple months ago, he was asked uh, on social media about his gambling. He said, haven't gambled in years, almost a billionaire now, but thanks for asking, end quote. So Walters continued to write that Phil liked to gamble as much as anyone he's ever met. And he said, frankly, given Phil's annual income and net worth, I had no problems with his betting and still don't. He's a big time gambler. And big-time gamblers make big bets. It's his money to spend however he wants. So in the book, it talks about Mickelson meeting Walters at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am in 06. Then they were buddies, uh, and in 08, they had a partnership in betting, and Walters had uh, access to offshore accounts that Mickelson used to place big wagers on. And because Walters was so successful, bookies often refuse to take his action or limit his action so that uh, he and his partners and betters, you know, are offered larger limits in all uh, decades. I've worked with partners in Beards, Phil had accounts as large as anyone I'd seen. Walters said, you don't get those accounts without betting millions of dollars. They basically stopped their partnership in 2014 when the feds were looking into a series of stock trades that both of them were making. And then they fell out of favor with one another. Mickelson refused to testify in an insider trading case against Billy Walters. In April of 17, Walters was convicted on charges of conspiracy, securities fraud, wire fraud, and sentenced to five years in Fed. His sentence was commuted by Donald Trump. Phil Mickelson, one of the most famous people in the world, and a man I once considered a friend, refused to tell a simple truth that he shared with the FBI and could have kept me out of prison. I never told him I had inside info about stocks, and he knows it. All Phil had to do was publicly say it, and he refused. How crazy is this story, right? Like, I mean, it's insanity. How about your boy Michael Lorenzen in Philadelphia last night? He threw the 14th no-hitter in Philly's history. He was on Philly's win, 7-zip, his second start with his new team and first in Philly at Citizens. He struck out five, walked four, and improved to 2-0 since he came over in a deal from Detroit at the trade deadline. His 124 pitches were also a career high, are the most by any pitcher in a game this season, and the most in a solo no-hit job since Mike Fires threw one in. 2019 with 131 pitches. He got Lane Thomas on a grounder to open the night, struck out Manessis looking. The crowd of 30 grand plus went crazy when Lorenzen got Dom Smith on a fly ball to end his first career complete game in two hours, and nine minutes. He flipped his cap got mobbed by teammates and there was a rowdy party near the plate lorenzen said i didn't strike out the world in this game when you're pitching balls can land in different places i just had god's grace today his mom and his wife were in the stands going crazy his wife cassie was holding their nine-month-old daughter and then he later held his daughter on the field and gave her a kiss Uh, He said it was incredible walking out for the seventh, eighth, and ninth. Man, these fans. I've never been part of an organization where fans are a part of the team, and they gave me the boost that I needed. If you're feeling fatigued, you don't feel it at all in front of these fans. Since they opened it in 04, Citizens has only seen the Phillies throw one no-hitter before Wednesday, and it was Roy Hollidays against Cincy in the division series in October of 2010. And Lorenzen just had it all going. Uh, the Phillies got him to stabilize their rotation. And they're battling, you know, the Giants for the top wildcard spot. Schwarbaum, Hoskins, everybody went crazy. Uh, they were yelling great trade as Dombrowski walked through the clubhouse shaking everybody's hands. And the Phillies hadn't even thrown a complete game this season. Uh, The most recent was last August when Aaron Nola did it against Cincinnati, a complete game. And a lot of people wonder if Rob Thompson was going to let him finish the game because of the pitch count, but he kept the ball and became the first Phillies pitcher to throw a no-hitter since Cole Hamels in July of 2015 against the Cubs. Hamels threw 129 pitches in that game. He retired last week, in case you didn't know it. But Thompson told him, you better get quick outs. So Thompson said he talked him in the seventh and told him he had only about 20 pitches left. And so uh, Lorenzen settled down. He made quick work at the Nationals. He said, honestly, I was upset at myself for the first couple of innings. They were long innings, walking guys, and I knew I was just ruining my chances to go deep in this game, just trying to buy some more innings. And Thompson gave them to me. So hats off to him. The Nats hadn't had a no-hit against them. Uh, The last no-hitter thrown against them, they were the Montreal Expos when David Cohn's perfect game with the Yankees on July 18th of 99. The franchise had not been no-hit since moving to Washington in 05. So Lorenzen threw a season-high eight innings of two-run ball in his debut last week. He's the fourth pitcher over 30 years to throw a no-hitter within the first two games that he's pitched for a team. Before last night, his previous career high for pitches thrown in a game was 107 in 2015 against the Brewers. It was the second no-hitter caught by Rail Muto, the Phillies catcher. He was also behind the plate for Volquez's no-hitter in June of 2017 with the Marlins. That's four uh, no-hitters in the majors this year. Valdez threw one against Cleveland August 1st. Domingo Herman threw a perfect game at Oakland June 28th. Matt Manning, Alex Lang, and Jason Foley of Detroit threw a combined no-no against Toronto July 8th. And then Lorenzen. So great job by Lorenzen. Everything else that went down, Braves took the series from the Pirates. Uh, 6-5. No matter what, Acuna had three hits. Harris scores the winning run in a close call at the plate. The Braves now are 72-40. Red Sox beat the Royals 4-3. Verdugo, who's in the doghouse, drove in two runs for Boston. The Yankees suck on the road. The White Sox bombed them 9-2. Clevenger, six strong innings for Chicago. Dodgers blank the D-backs. Peralta delivers the winning hit against his old team. Arizona's dropped eight in a row. The Marlins were down 4-1 in the eighth, but they beat the Reds 5-4 to great American bell homers from both sides of the plate. And De La Cruz hit a home run. It didn't matter. Brewers 7-6-10. As Canna scores the winning run on a throwing error. So a big win for Milwaukee. The A's upset the Rangers two zip. The Tigers all over the Twins 9-5. How about? 17 hits for Detroit. Torkelson homered twice. Cards wanted to drop six to four. Goldschmidt surpasses 1,100 RBIs. We told you about the Phillies no hitter. Astros all over the O's eight two. They've taken the first two in that series. Mets four three over the Cubs. Alonso and McNeil the big bats. Toronto 1-0 in Cleveland Springer solo homer the difference Angels 4-1 over the Giants Otani's 10th win Only guy to have 40 homers and 10 wins as a pitcher ever in baseball and Seattle beat San Diego 6-1